Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. And we're on a journey to improve our marriage, our family, our faith, our fitness, well, just about everything. Along the way, we might accidentally give a tiny bit of solid advice, so join us as we chat each week. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Yeah, lately we've just been having these like deep conversations. Like the other day, we just go to lunch and all of a sudden (laughs) we're talking for 45 minutes about life. Uh, Don't tell my dad, but I think we were actually a few minutes late back to work that day. (laughs) (laughs) We work for my dad during our day job, in case you didn't know that. So I joke a little bit. But yeah, we have. We've been having these crazy deep conversations really the past few months. And it's been actually really fun. I feel like we've been a little bit more deep and in depth and had these awesome conversations that are not just about like, how's the weather over there? (laughs) I think the biggest thing that came out of it when we were talking too is we were thinking about how people don't really have deep conversations that often. I mean, you talk about you know, your life, you talk about kids, you talk about the weather, you talk about shows. When you think about everything you're talking about, but like, are you really having anything that's, that's more than that, than just the surface level type of conversation? And I feel like it's really easy when you think about it to get caught in that cycle because always with everyone you encounter, you're just asking the basic questions. Hey, how are you doing today? And your expected response is, oh, good. But you're not really expecting anything else. And when you're talking to your partner especially, I think it becomes even more challenging because you're dealing with all of life's stuff together. And so, like, I know for me and Megan, you know, we're dealing with keeping our kids, trying to keep our kids alive, (laughs) our jobs, you know, just life's day-to-day type things. And ultimately, we're just normally trying to keep our heads above water. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of the times it was like, hey, have you paid the mortgage yet? Yep. Okay, cool. And, you know, right now we've been binge watching the ranch. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it's like, hey, you want to watch the ranch? Sure. And that's kind of where the conversation ends. And then after the episode, we'll be like, man, that was a crazy episode or whatever. And that's, you know, so often where we just leave these surface area conversations and Thankfully, we're trying to get away from that, and it's been really cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you should admit that we're watching the ranch. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's something we should be saying. Sorry, Ashton, but you know, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I will say, don't watch it if you're offended by language, because they have the language in that show. <laughs> yeah, but it, but Meg's right. I mean, like I said, it's so easy to get caught in that cycle where. You're just dealing with life and you're just kind of treading water and you're not really having any kind of meaningful conversations. One of the things that kind of brought that up to me, because honestly, I never really thought about it. I mean, me and Meg were just going through life. She came to me one day and was like, hey, when have we recently, like, how did you say it? You were like, what do we ever talk about really? And I'm like, well... Uh, I mean, we talk about the kids, we talk about life, we talk about, you know, what we're going to do that day, what we're going to eat for food, but I, I don't know, I guess. And if you have kids, I'm sure you can relate to this. It was, I mean, we'd be so excited to finally get to go out on a date night or, you know, a date lunch. And then the whole time we'd be just talking about our kids. Like we couldn't even figure out what to talk about other than, 
you know, oh, I miss our kids and I wonder if they went to bed okay or are taking their nap okay. And it was getting to the point of ridiculousness in a lot of ways. Yeah. And thinking back on it too, uh, just as you were talking, Maggie, thinking back on it, I mean, when you first start dating, like you try to learn so much about someone else. I mean, you're, you get together, you meet this person, they're a complete stranger most of the time. And then you're trying to figure out like everything about them. You're asking pointed questions. You're trying to figure out what their values are, what their beliefs are. Like if you guys jive together, you, you don't really know. And then once you, you know, kind of get settled, I guess, in the relationship, that stuff just kind of goes out the door. And then you're not even talking about anything really. And I think that's the point where it starts to change because once you start to learn the basics about a person, you don't actually sit there and try to like go deeper or delve into that. And I think for me and Mag, I mean, when we first started dating, I definitely remember that we tried to get to know each other and wanted to know each other's likes and dislikes. And sometimes, you know, even more uh, deeper things to talk about. And then I remember even once we got married, I mean, you're newly married. So you're talking about that. You're talking about all the experiences that go with that. And I think honestly, as I'm thinking about it out loud right now, when we had kids, it became a real challenge. And that's kind of when we were just went from Brandon and Megan mode to parent mode. For sure. I think probably the last deep conversation that we had before, you know, these recent ones was probably when I was pregnant with our first, which was like five, five and a half years ago at this point. (laughs) So that should tell you something. But I don't think we're alone in that either. I think that a lot of people feel that way that, you know, it's just what are we having for dinner? And when are we going to get the groceries? And have you paid this bill or that bill? And we just so often sit there and we don't ever try to really reconnect or get to know each other again, check in with each other on how we're doing really behind the, you know, I'm good, how are you kind of deal that we give the strangers. Uh, We don't really do a lot of that past our own relationships either. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, honestly, like I said before, I mean, you just can get stuck on this daily stuff and I get that life is, is hectic. I mean, trust me, me and Megan's life is hectic. I get all of us have our challenges of the things we need to do and the stuff we need to accomplish, but don't let it get to the point where you're never talking about anything of value. Because one of the things I've found, and when I think back, the times where we've had like these really meaningful conversations, <laughs> typically were times where it wasn't the best in our relationship or it wasn't the best in life at that moment. And like, you never want to get to that place. I mean, looking back, if we were trying to have deeper conversations throughout just about life in general and goals and where we see ourselves, like those types of things would have led to conversations that might not have brought us to that bad place, but you really can't wait until you get to the worst place ever to do anything. Like if think about the analogy of a car, like you can't let every light come on on the car and let every problem go on before you need to do something with it. No, you have to go get regular oil changes. You have to go get servicing done. And the same thing goes for your relationship. You have to be willing to put in the work and have conversations, even if sometimes they are difficult, in order to you know have a stronger, deeper relationship. So how do we start having these conversations though? Well, one of the things I can tell you for sure is you don't try to schedule them. There's plenty of things in life that you can schedule. And I think as human beings, we have everything just dictated down 
to the point where we're like, well, our Google calendar has this and you know, today I'm doing this or I have this appointment or that meeting. You really want to schedule it down because that's how we do it in life. We compartmentalize everything. But these conversations that we're talking about, you can't really schedule out. I mean, certainly there's things that me and Megan do schedule. Like if we're like, okay, we need to talk about our budget. So let's schedule a time like this Sunday to talk about our budget and you can get everything prepared for that type of meeting. But really what we're talking about is deeper things that just like come up in life. You can't really schedule that. Sometimes they just happen. Yeah, I think that we found that one a good, really good time for us to go deep is before the kids get up. Brandon will just come into the bedroom while I'm getting ready and he'll just have this thought and it just kind of snowballs into this big conversation. And all of a sudden it's 20 minutes later and I'm like, oh man, I should probably get ready for work at this point, I think. And we've just been so lost in that or a kid will cry and, you know, it ends there. But um, and then the other thing is these lunch dates that we've been having have really been awesome for our conversation and communication. For sure, that makes a difference. And then also kind of speaking with speaking about timing, scheduling, timing is really everything. For me, I know like at 5 p.m., you're never going to really get me into a deep conversation because at 5 p.m., I'm trying to shut off work and kind of move into that home mode. I just need a moment and I cannot think in like deep crazy terms at that point of my day. I just need like 10 minutes to refresh and recharge and then I'm good. And I think Brandon knows that by now. <laughs> He's laughing. Yeah, totally. And, and Megan, uh, she, she's a, how do I put this? She's an introvert. <laughs> so there's definitely times where she needs to recharge. And that's something that I kind of had to learn. And I had to like read her cues along the way. But another place that I've noticed for Megan is if she's like truly focused on something, that is not going to be the time to try to come in and have a deep conversation about anything because you're kind of just getting the side look. You know, she has other things like on her mind and that necessarily isn't the best time to do it. Uh, another thing for us that I think is a, a difficult time is if you've had, if you've already had like a difficult day or if you're having an extra hard day with the kids or your job or anything, that may not be the best time to bring up something serious with your partner if you already see that they've kind of been like they're disconnected. I know for me and Megan the other night that happened where we were having a particularly hard night with our daughter who's four. I came in and said a comment and really I was, I think I was trying to be helpful, but Meg had just been dealing with a what I can only say is a possessed toddler for hours at this point. And uh, it didn't go over so well for us. No, I was not thrilled. I, I don't remember exactly your comment even at this point, but basically I felt like he was attacking me and basically putting me in a place where I was essentially a child too. Like he was irritated with both of us or something instead of like irritated with the situation or with our daughter. And of course that just got out of hand really quickly. Luckily we resolved it pretty quick after that. It does, it definitely made a difference in our night. We had plans to do like a at-home date night and that didn't happen, but don't worry because by the morning it was okay again. Yeah. And one thing I did want to add is um, Megan was saying that timing really is everything. And that is true. Timing is everything. Now, I will say there are plenty of times, though, where these conversations just happen organically. And it's not something that you would plan. It's not something that you would do, uh, you know, even know you were going to have that conversation. And 
And I'm the type of person where if I get something in my mind or if I get a thought in my head, like Megan was saying in the mornings, uh, usually is when I have my uh, revelations. <laughs> uh, I just have to come and like kind of dump it all out. Like I can't have it in my mind, like congesting it. I need to like get it all out. <laughs> and a lot of times Meg's like, okay, what do you want me to do with all this? And I'm like, I don't know, but it's not in my brain anymore. But I mean, a lot of times it will just happen naturally. Sometimes you do have to force it. I mean, especially if it's a a deeper issue, you might have to force a conversation, but like pick your moments is basically what we're getting at. I mean, there's, there's a time and a place for everything, but a lot of times it does just happen organically. And I mean, I'll give you a perfect example of this. The other night I had been having a particularly rough day. I didn't honestly know why I really, I really couldn't tell you why I just was in a funk like something was just wrong. Again, I didn't really know what it was. And Megan had come out. She had kind of noticed my cues. Like I said, you got to be familiar with your partner's cues. And she said, what's going on? I mean, are you, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I think I'm okay. I'm just, I'm just having a bit of a moment. Well, it went from me saying I was having a bit of a moment to talking and going deeper and deeper into something that was in my mind that honestly I wasn't even aware that I was thinking or was in my subconscious. If Megan wouldn't have asked me if everything was okay, then this conversation would have never happened. And she didn't have to ask. That's the thing. She could have looked at me and said, well, he's just in a funk tonight. He's just having an off day. I guess I'll stay back and leave him alone. But she asked me the question and I could have been sitting there saying, well, just be real guarded and say, well, you know, I'm okay. I'm just in a funk, but I didn't, I actually opened up and we had an honest, deep conversation that like we would have never had otherwise if Megan hadn't just asked me if everything was okay. And it kind of leads me to my next point that you really need to be able to be open and honest and vulnerable with your partner. And I know that's crazy to some of the men out there to even think that you can be vulnerable or have emotion. But let me tell you, you can. I'll be happy to admit you can. Uh, I know there's stigmas out there with men and that you're not a real man if you're not able to, you know, get past it and kind of just, you know, grab yourself up by your bootstraps and get over it. But that's not really reality. And Your partner is someone above everyone else that you should be able to lean into and have those difficult conversations. Or if something's bugging you, please have those conversations because they're the person that you're in it for thick and thin. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and speak for all the wives and uh, ladies of the relationships and say that I think they would appreciate if you were open and actually expressed what was going on because sometimes it can be hard. I mean, we're we're not mind readers and we don't know. And I know that sometimes you want to keep us from those feelings that you're having, but it's so awesome really when Brandon's able to open up to me and we're, we can grow our relationship through just talking. Like we're not doing any real work. We're just having real conversations more regularly and growing in our relationship just simply from that. And the comfort comes with time. I mean, really, the more conversations you're having like this, the more comfortable you become. I mean, I wasn't always like super comfortable sharing every feeling I had, but that's why I say really it's, it's all in how your partner shows up for you. So like when I have these moments and I'm having these difficult times because we all have difficult times, if Megan basically gave me the line of, well, just get over it or pick yourself up or 
I don't know what you want me to do about it. Or if she had that type of attitude, then that's not going to lead me to want to discuss feelings or anything else serious again. But instead, when they come from a supportive place and they're there to listen, it makes all the difference in the world. And you're even more comfortable to have those conversations. And we've even had conversations where one of us will open up and the other one's just simply like, I don't really know how to help you. I want to listen to you. I don't know what to do. Do you have any ideas for me on how to help you? And if not, like, just please keep talking to me about this. Let's talk again tomorrow. Let's talk again whenever you're comfortable. Because, you know, you don't always have the answers. Like, I'm not expecting Brandon to solve all my problems, and he's not certainly expecting me to solve his. But again, we're there, and that line of communication is open so that we can come back to that if anyone has an idea or an extra thought about whatever topic it is. And ultimately, it's not going to be... Like Megan was saying, it might not be resolved that day. A lot of the conversations and things we're talking about, there are bigger things that don't actually have a defined finish as far as like big life decisions or just life in general. Like those things may take, you know, more time and more energy to figure out. And the biggest thing is being there to support your partner. But it does take effort. You do have to put yourself out there. You do have to be available. It's easy not to be. I'll just say that. It's really easy not to be. Like Megan said, you got to go deeper than just saying, how was your day? You got to ask more questions and try to figure out more of what's going on. And by the way, this doesn't have to be all the time, but it is an important practice to work in because if you think about this past week, just think about your conversations you've had with your partner. Okay. Of those conversations, how many of them were really deep and meaningful and productive conversations and how many of them were, you know, how was your day or, you know, what was, what did the kids do or did you, how was dance class or whatever, you know, how many of them were deep conversations. And I challenge you this upcoming week to have one of those conversations, just have one of those conversations and you will be surprised at how great you feel once you're able to have those conversations and have a partner that you can lean on. And also we should mention that it's definitely a two-way street. You actually do have to give and take. One person can't always be ready to pour their absolute heart out and the other person like, yep, uh uh-huh, sounds good because you're just not going to get anything from that and eventually you'll stop pouring your heart out because what are you even getting back? And there are definitely seasons where one of us will need more input than the other and so we'll sometimes even just trade seasons back where one of us is kind of going through a little bit more than the other and we're just there for that person and we kind of go on the back burner a little bit while we're helping the other person and I think that's fine and I think that's good even to really be able to kind of go back and forth as needed it's definitely important and just go off of what you were saying there Meg but it's definitely important that you can't always make it about you either like if I'm always talking about my problems or my day and I get when I say this that some people have really stressful jobs or they have really stressful things going on in their life and like Meg said there are seasons of that but you can't always be about you you know you got to let your partner have some say in a conversation and give them a chance to talk maybe you'll say well they're not really a talker or they don't really want to do that well have you given them the opportunity to have you offered it because sometimes it's just they don't feel comfortable doing it or they're just wanting to be a good listener for you and then they're not getting a chance to really say what they need to say so it's important to give the opportunity at the very least if they don't take it okay 
but at least leave the door open for that conversation to happen. And also, if you feel like you might be at a point when the other person does need you to be there to listen and you have had a hard day or it's not a great time for you, sometimes you have to just grow up a little bit for that second and have the conversation anyway. Yes, I might be tired. Yes, I might have a raging, horrible headache, but I'm still going to want to be there for Brandon if he needs me, even if it's not great timing, even if it's 501 and I don't want to talk yet. <laughs> right. And like we said, I mean, it, it certainly takes effort. It's it's not going to come easy, especially if you've been going on a long time and you haven't been having these conversations. It's going to be quite a little bit of a learning curve as they always say you have to start somewhere you know you don't just go on because it's going to be hard or challenging to have the conversations I mean sometimes you just need to have them and ultimately I will say too that we've talked about deeper conversations in a way that could be like a negative thing but also they lead to a lot of positive things I mean all the conversations we've had have led to something positive because at the very least you're not sitting there stewing about something or not knowing what the plan is or what your plan is or what you're going to do or your partner's expectation. But I think it's so easy to say, well, I just had a rough day and I, and I don't want to be there for you. It's like, it's so easy for me just to sit on this couch and not be there for you. So even if I see something's wrong, I'm just not going to poke the bear. Yeah. We definitely have a tendency, I think as, as, people in general, really, that we just don't want to know what's wrong sometimes because that means it's going to be more work for us, that we'll have to deal with that, that we'll have to help somebody through it. And I think it's just maybe part of our selfish selfishness. There we go. <laughs> yeah, and there's been plenty of times, and I'll think back to times earlier on in me and Megan's married relationship where there were times where I saw things were wrong or I had things that were you know wrong with me, and, and I just, I frankly just didn't want to know. Like, I didn't want to know the answer. So, like, when I saw Megan was upset, I just didn't want to know for me what the answer was because the answer for me might have been, you know, something that would be confrontational or it might have been something where I was just afraid of what she might say or afraid of where the conversation might go. So, instead of taking it head on, I ignored it and ignoring it never helps and eventually it gets to the point where it boils over and then you have to deal with it. And I'm going to tell you, it's a lot less fun to deal with it then than to just deal with it in the time and place. And by the way, all those things did eventually come to a head and we did have to talk about them. So we weren't really saving anyone anything. We were just delaying the inevitable. I mean, a lot of this too, I just, I don't want you guys to think we're like always having these deep, crazy, like terrible conversations. We actually have a lot of fun when we're talking. <laughs> I mean, just life conversations and goals and dreams and hopes. And, you know, yes, there's things that we're going through on a personal level that we talk to each other about, but it's it's a lot of good stuff too. So we're not like, oh man, you know, we're going through our midlife crisis a little bit early and <laughs> things are just really terrible. Ultimately, I think when you're talking about this, it's really all in how it's given and received too. Because if you're coming to someone in a very negative space, and you're coming to them to have a conversation, they're immediately going to put up their their shield and like, well, no, 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 no. I, I don't want confrontation. And we're built that way. That's just how we're made as humans. It's like you don't want confrontation and you're trying to avoid it. So you're like putting your hands up immediately depending on how they come at you. Or if they come at you with, a, I don't know, a real positive frame of mind even, and you're in a negative space, it might be difficult. So you have to gauge where your partner is because you can't just 
come at them any type of way without planning out, you know, it's really all in how you're receiving the message too. Because like we were talking about earlier, you could be trying to come from the greatest place ever, but if they're not in the place to want to receive that at that point, then it's not going to go well for you. (laughs) And I think ultimately too, one of the biggest things that I think about when we're talking about it is I really had to learn like you, I had to take the class of Maggie Boo and learn, you know, what cues she was giving out because ultimately, I mean, we've been married 10 years and there's still times where I'm like, I don't know, but, and I think all the men can kind of, uh, can, can kind of be there with me, but, uh, there's plenty of times where I just, I have no clue, but ultimately there's a lot of things where I know if I'm about to poke the bear, not to do it. But one of the stories I will say is for a long, long time, I would come to talk to Meg and she would have this look. And I was like, what's wrong with you? I would always say, I remember, I'd always say, what's wrong with you? Which is probably not the best way to approach it in the first place. But I'd say, what's wrong with you? And she'd be like, nothing. I'm just sitting here, blah, blah, blah. But in my head, I always built up that there's like some internal problem when really it was something else. I think the internet refers to this phenomenon as RBF. (laughs) Yeah, my face. My face just looks mad, apparently. I try to smile. I try to be a nice person, but I think I just look mad and angry all the time. (laughs) And for a while, Brandon just didn't realize that that's what was happening. So he'd be like, are you mad? I'm like, no, I'm working. Like, I'm at my computer. This is just my face. And yeah, he had to to understand that I was truly not mad at him. Yeah, but there's a there's a time and a place for for all these conversations. Like in Megan's case, I started to read her cues and then I knew that that was just her face <laughs> and that ultimately there wasn't anything further that needed to happen or for us to talk about. But that doesn't mean that you just stop, you know, asking and stop trying to to have the conversation. Really there's a big difference though between trying to be there and pestering because I think a lot of times we just don't want to pry we don't want to force the issue but that's not really what we're talking about we're just talking about offering an ear to listen or just offering the opportunity to talk because a lot of times offering that opportunity leads to much bigger conversations but if you're just you're not really prying you're not really forcing them because you don't really have to know everything about what's going on in order to listen and feel like they're listening to you Yeah, definitely. And I feel like this even goes beyond just marriage and relationships as far as couples and everything. I think this even applies in the workplace and with friends and other family members, too, because, you know, we really a lot of times think, oh, I shouldn't get into that person's business. But you don't have to be in their business to be a concerned or just a genuinely loving and, you know, interested person in somebody else's life. It's a great point. It's a great point because there's so many times where in life, you just, you see people that you work with all the time, or you see friends, or you see family, and you can see that something may or may not be right. Like they may not be having the best day, or even if they are having a good day. And I think it's easy to ignore what you're seeing because you don't want to be that person that's like prying or trying to be nosy or anything else. A lot of times I've seen people out where I I can tell that something is not entirely right. And because of fear of being rejected by them, because of not wanting to feel nosy, because I just, 
I didn't know what they were going to say. I just ignored it and I moved on. But I'll tell you that the times where I have asked the question, not all the time, but sometimes, it leads to such a positive experience and it has such a big impact on that person that they were able to have someone actually listen because you never really know what other people are dealing with. I've definitely been there for friends before that were going through something and I still to this day don't even actually know what they were going through. But somehow I was able to just be there for them and be a comfort for them and just whatever detail that they wanted to give me, I accepted and you know reflected and listened to. But then I didn't have any practical advice because I didn't actually know what I was talking about. So the challenge this week, folks, is we want you to have a deep conversation with your partner or with a friend or with someone just out in the world. Have a deep conversation. Check in. Make sure everything's okay. You don't need to pry. You don't need to be nosy. All you need to do is have an open ear and an open mind and be able to give them the positive feedback. And I promise you, it's going to be a great experience and you're going to have more of an impact than you'll ever know. Well, until next time, guys, we will uh, talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in another show of Fools in Love podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast or follow us over on Facebook at Fools in Love podcast or hit us up on Instagram. Megan's at This Average Mom and I'm at Brandon Giggling. We'd love to hear from you over there. Talk soon.